Episode 7. A Wilder People The Britain-Norman B-2 Islander is a dog of a plane. I noticed that the pilot had put a 70-pound dumbbell on the seat next to him to make sure that the nose of the plane had enough weight in it. It did not fill me with a lot of confidence. Suddenly the California coastline is behind us and the engines drone. Below me in the sparkling water, I see a pot of whales making their way north past Santa Barbara from their Baja breeding grounds. We land on a bumpy dirt strip lined by California poppies on Santa Rosa, an isolated, deserted piece of land rising out of the Pacific, making up the Channel Islands National Park. People call it the Galapagos of North America. It's a glimpse of what California would have been 300 years ago. Wild, uninhabited and silent. The island today is draped in flowers. An island fox is there to meet us. And offshore, a whale breaches just beyond the kelp forest. I've been traveling for nearly eight weeks now. Eight weeks of airport security and neon lights advertising fast food bottled water and air conditioning. Landing on Santa Rosa, I feel myself touching something wild again, something that helps me know myself. Walking up into an ancient Tory pine forest on the island, I look back towards the box houses of Ventura, agriculture, progress, the movie industry. We are just 26 miles off the coast of America. But amidst the silence of these ancient trees, you could be looking back at California like it was another planet. Oh, and I know that the people of the village are drawn to wildness. In a wild place like Santa Rosa, it is as if some great unseen intangible feeling rises up symbolically around you. Wildness itself is in the grass and the rugged shoreline and the windswept trees. The feeling of being uninhabited by man takes you to before you were taken over by socialized behavior. To before you tried to be a good boy or girl. To before you needed the right job and car to be successful. To before your caffeinated work week. To before being a good provider. To before making progress. To before the right college. Or the new shoes. Or the latest food fad. All the way back. Further than you can remember to a wild, windswept, passionate, alive, free-flowing as a river, timeless as a mountain birthright. Your own primal, ungoverned longing to live as you are. To be you. Unselfconscious, free, shameless, innocent, kind. A friend of the forest, born to a mystery. Oh, and I know not all of us can go wild places. And still when you hear this, Something says I am that. This person is saying something I know I'm a part of. I am wild. After hours of silent walking and exploring, we return to the plane and fly back to the mainland. Suddenly, below us are the workings of one of the world's largest economies. I find myself asking a question. Why have I left a wild place in South Africa to live in this world? Well, in truth, the wildness we seek is amplified by wild places, but a wild life is something different. For me, the wildest life I can live is to follow the call of that wild place inside of me. And that wild place inside of me, 
calls for this, this life, in this world, weaving strands between the people of the world village. You might think of it like this. Inside you, just off the coast of your most socialized self, there is a rugged, untouched island of wildness that longs for its true life. In the middle of New York City or Los Angeles or Beijing, if you can find that place inside you and break all your own rules to follow that longing, then you will find your work and you will find your wildness. And you will be the one who helps the people of the village remember what they are. A wildling, a healer, an alchemist, or a road dog. From Austin, Texas, find the others. <laughs>